Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I told you yesterday the church was getting undecorated, and here we are. It's bare, right? But it was very kind of them to leave us some vestiges, right? There's a few poinsettias, right? Ugh, it's just hard. It's hard at longing for endless beauty, right? All right, so here's what I want to do. Uh, instead of uh, focusing on this gospel, which is an extraordinary gospel, I want to uh, focus on the first reading that we have from Samuel. Because I here's, here's what I want to kind of walk through. I think that it, just in the very first few lines of the first reading that we have for Mass today, you have contained there like the dynamics in some ways of the whole of the spiritual life. Um, you have contained in there a whole sort of tableau of what it means to, to enter into and engage the battle for prayer, the battle within prayer, uh, the battle for our hearts. It's all right there. So here's where we start, right? We hear this. During the time young Samuel was minister to the Lord under Eli, a revelation of the Lord was uncommon and visions infrequent. Pause there. Uh, we don't have, maybe have to show of hands, but does that describe anyone else's prayer life? Revelations uncommon, visions infrequent, feeling very dry, not much is happening. Okay, I see some heads nodding. Good. All right, just so I know it's not just me. Yeah, uh, most of my life as a disciple, that's really how most holy hours feel, to be totally honest. There's nothing magical that you get when you ordained a priest where God's like, let me put a prayer life in front of you in 1080p, right? Like there's no high-def spiritual life that you get just because you're ordained a priest. Most of, most people's prayer life, it is this sense of sitting before a deep mystery, a, a deep silence, um, Many days it feels like, God, are you just giving me the silent treatment, right? What's going on here? And what I find in my own heart, every single day in some ways, I have to battle remembering, like, I can't make you do anything, Lord, because you're another person, right? Prayer is a dialogue of one heart to another heart, heart speaking to heart, and to sit before the Lord is to sit before another person who I can't manipulate, I can't control. I mean, I can't manipulate you, I, let alone how am I going to manipulate God, right? It's sitting before another person. It's waiting on another person. It's being in the presence of another person. This is from the Catechism, paragraph 2567. It says this, God calls man first. Man may forget his creator or hide far from his face, he may run after idols or accuse the deity of having abandoned him, but the living and true God tirelessly pursues each person and calls him to that mysterious encounter known as prayer. In prayer, God's initiative always comes first. Our first step is always a response. It's, it's critical. Prayer is not a conjuring of God's presence. I'm not in the active voice. I'm in the passive voice. You're in the passive voice. To sit before the Lord is to put yourself in a position of receptivity. So the catechism is saying, so then you ask the question, but what can I do? 
What is my obligation? Like, what am I doing when I go to prayer? Well, you do what Eli did. What did Eli do? He showed up. You sit, you listen, you wait. Right? This is what it says. Back to the text. One day, Eli was asleep in his usual place. He was asleep in his usual place. There's two things I want us to take out of this. One, it's okay if you fall asleep when you're praying. Okay? Okay? Okay. Just some of you are like, that seems like blasphemy. It's true. St. Therese of Lisieux, a doctor of the church. St. Therese of Lisieux, a doctor of the church, she often fell asleep in the presence of the Lord. She says the Lord, as a spiritual physician, does his best work when we're under the anesthetic of prayer, right? Okay, that's the first thing. Like children asleep in their parents' arms, so sweet, right? That's the first thing. The second thing, where's his usual place? It's in the temple. That, that's where he is. He's showing up. <clears throat> he's coming to the temple. He's listening. He's waiting, right? This is Eli showing up to his usual place. And the question is, do we do that? Do I do that? Just merely show up. Get yourself there. This is again from the Catechism. This is so good. This is 2725. Prayer is both a gift of grace and a determined response on our part. It always presupposes effort. The great figures of prayer of the Old Covenant before Christ, as well as the Mother of God, the saints, and he himself all teach us this. That prayer is a battle. Against whom? Against ourselves and against the wiles of the tempter who does all he can to turn man away from prayer, away from union with God. He will do everything in his power to get you from showing up. That's the battle. Show up. Show up. All right, back to the text. It says this, His eyes had lately grown so weak that he could not see. The lamp of God was not yet extinguished, and Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. So you have Eli. He had been in this place of longing and waiting for so long that his eyes, he's losing his eyesight. He's been longing for so long. That's a long time to wait. To wait so long that you're losing your eyesight, right? Why would the Lord put him in that crucible of waiting? Well, look at what the early church fathers say. They put put it this way, that prayer properly understood is becoming nothing but a longing for God. It's becoming a longing for God, a desiring for God, a thirsting for God. It's living out Psalm 63, which I know you all know by heart, but let me just, you know, find it here and repeat it. Psalm 63, O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry, weary land where no water is found. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your merciful love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise, so I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. Psalm 63 is this incredible psalm, right, of longing, thirsting, desiring, right? That's what prayer is. It's becoming a longing for God. Why would we put ourselves in that position to long and thirst and pine Isn't it better just to grasp at solutions, to grasp at satisfaction? 
Well, did you hear what David said in that psalm? Because your love is better than life. His love is better than life. That's why we pray. It's why we come to Mass. That's why we feast on the Eucharist, because his love is better than life. Back to the text. The Lord called to Samuel. This whole time we've been talking about Eli. And now it says, the Lord calls to Samuel, not to Eli. Do you ever get jealous of other people's prayer lives? Of how the Lord seems to call to them, how they show up? That's where we have to repent and ask for mercy. So the Lord calls. You never know when the grace is going to move, when the grace is going to be given, but he calls and Samuel answers, here I am. Here I am. This is the response, right? The Lord is the one who initiates. We are the one who responds. He's the bridegroom. We are the bride. He's the giver. We're the receiver. He says, here I am. Here I am. What is he doing? What are we doing when we show up to pray and we just simply say, here I am. We're answering God's call that echoed in the Garden of Eden when he called out to Adam, where are you? Where are you? We hide our hearts. We cover our hearts. We wall off parts of our hearts. We show up to prayer with so many masks. We relate to each other with so many masks. And what we are called to do is to respond to God who's asking, where are you? Here I am. Here I am. It's responding to the bridegroom's call from the Song of Songs when he says to the bride, show me your face. Let me hear your voice. So friends, I know I just threw a lot at you here at 8 o'clock in the morning. So much packed into that first few lines of the first reading we have today. But that, that's prayer. A response to an initiation that comes from God. Opening our hearts, standing before him, showing up. Here I am. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. May we do the same. Amen.